I get those goosebumps every time. I just have to get the big fellow off the bench. Oh, Could this be their last chance now? In it comes. Monsters of the Fire! It's gone! Oh, he wants this one! I'm waiting on you. Is it too I get those goosebumps every time. I need the hind to throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, when you're not around, when you throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah, 713 Through the 21, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm riding I'm sitting low key Sitting low key and riding I get those goosebumps every time Good evening, everybody. God, that intro is way, way, way too positive. Has to go. It has to go. Uh, it seems like a lifetime ago now. Uh, the, everything that everything that's in, the, in in that intro to tell you the truth. But um, apart from the match, how are you, Pete? Yeah, apart from the match, I'm grand. Um, yeah, being being back to back to myself now. Um, but yeah. Uh, Tonight, not not the physics for a little bit though. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm okay. I'm okay. Chris, is it time? Is it time to break out the Ed Everton kit and stick it on? <laughs> uh, how are you? I mean, it's not that game. bad, Dallas. You know what I mean? It's not that bad. <laughs> um, but no, um, I'm all right, mate. Um, unfortunately, like the match has just put put a bit of a downer on the weekend for me, if I'm honest. Um, but other than other than the match this evening, no, I'm fine. I'm uh, I'm all good in good spirits. And now I suppose I'm already looking forward to um, AC Milan on Wednesday. I'm trying to trying to put this game and the Everton game completely out of my mind. Um, but yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. And how are you, Darcy? You all right? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, I just said to Pete there before you joined us that uh, at least the game was on Sunday, not Friday evening or Saturday morning. At least we had a, could enjoy a bit of the weekend before that. Yeah, but um, look, I, I think I think each of us want to want to say a, a little piece uh, first before before we even get it'll touch you on the match. I'm sure, depending on what what I don't know what you guys want, want, want to say. Well, I'm going to say this. I kind of wrote a few notes down. Uh, so. I kind of said it a few, a few, probably a few weeks ago uh, that for me this is a stepping stone season. Are, are we are, are we walking towards that? This is talk of stepping stone players, talk of stepping stone managers, but this I'm talking about stepping stone kind of season. That there are plenty, there are plenty of more ups and downs to, to follow, but uh, we have to enjoy the highlights. Example in that show reel there in, in the intro, the PSG win and the Man United win and the, the, the League Cup wins so far. Uh, and we have to endure the, the, the lowlights as well. We all wanted European football, but we are not ready for it. Uh, when the injuries uh, show, then yeah, we don't have the, the, the depth. It's, everyone knows that. It, it's not, that's no breaking news there. However, we will. In the future, we will ha have that depth. There's plenty of emotion flying around tonight, I'm sure, on social media, Stay away from it if you can for a while. Uh, in the pubs and in 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 the chats and WhatsApp chats and everywhere. But we will be stronger from these experiences. 
Uh, we'll add adapt next time our look with injuries shall change. And our way forward form won't be as desperate. Can't be. Um, we're, we're used to a bit of misery being Newcastle fans. We're used to it. But, uh, um, but remember, it always tastes much sweeter when you earn it. Uh, our day will come, so be ready for that day. That was just what I, I wanted to say, just uh, as a quick kind of opening monologue to to the show. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, are we going to talk a bit about uh, the, the game, or is there a specific point you want to make, Pete? We'll go to you next. You can talk about the game if you want. Um, <clears throat> we can just have our opinions floated around in between that. Um, I think that I think there are certain topics where people want to talk about. People in the chat already kind of giving their opinions on certain things and, and getting their their views out already. Um, <clears throat> thank you for everyone joining us and uh, obviously housekeeping and all that stuff. Click those likes um, and if you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Um, you know, win, lose or draw, we appreciate the fact that you all <clears throat> guys and girls take the time to come and join us um, to talk all things. Newcastle United and look, let's be honest. It's it's not it's not been a good week for Newcastle United, as it is. It's not been a good week in terms of performances, in terms of results. Um, I think if we're honest, I think we've been lucky that some results have gone our way um, outside of our our matches. Um, so it's not looked as bad as what it could have been. Um, but look, let's be honest. Like first and foremost, the results have not been good enough. The performances haven't been good enough. Um, I think it's fair to say that. Um, I think people at the moment are really kind of worried to have their opinion and say that the mm-hmm. team wasn't good enough or they didn't play well because of the reaction that people get. Oh, you know, you can't say this, the injuries or fatigue, all this stuff. Yeah, you're right. You could well be right. There are, we know that there are injuries. We know that they've played the same team five five games in a row. Um, but... It comes to a point where you, you can't excuse certain elements of, of bad performances. And even Eddie Howe admitted it was good enough. He almost apologised to the fans that had travelled all that way and had to get past the fact that some trains weren't weren't running. And so some of them had to get taxis down to Peterborough um, or coaches down to Peterborough in order to get the next train that could take them to London. People have gone out of their way. Mm-hmm as Newcastle fans always do with the best in the land for that reason, is that we always find a way to get to the ground. And then we, we, we they get to the ground to see that. Like, it, it's not it's not good enough. It doesn't matter how tired you are. Like, some of the elements of that game today were not good enough. And, you know, the fact that our manager is, is, um, is alluding to that fact, he knows. But he's not going to hammer the players because he needs to raise those players up for Wednesday night and, and rightly so. Um, I have to give props to Tottenham. Tottenham were the same as us, in the same position. Maybe don't have as many injuries, but they played and had to go deep into 95, 96 minutes um, against West Ham on, on on Wednesday, Thursday, sorry, and lost. So they're in a similar position, but they look miles ahead of us. Um, and, you know, fair play to them. Doggy and Son absolutely ripped us to shreds absolutely terrorised us all game. Those boys were on fire um, and we couldn't handle them. We couldn't handle them. Um, it's as simple as that. 
But our bit, the problem is, is our best players didn't turn up. Trippier again had another really poor game, yeah. really poor game. And we can talk about it like in detail stuff. But I'm just going to kind of brush over the surface. Trippier had a really poor game. I thought Jamal Lasell is probably one of his worst games for for the period that he's been in the team. I think he might have been carrying an injury early on, but it still wasn't great. Bruno Gamerez wasn't at it at all. Um, Alexander Izak, I'm sorry. Doesn't look like Pete. Doesn't look like he doesn't against Fulham. He has to start. Callum Wilson has to start against Fulham. There is something not right there. I don't know whether he's carrying an injury still. I don't know whether he's having injections. I don't know what whether his groin is up to it. I have no idea. But there's no intense press from him. There's no running off the ball. He, he, he looks like he's hiding at times. There was a ball that was whipped in in the first, was it the first half? It might have been the second half. And he's, it might have been the first half, actually. And he's literally, there's no one in the middle of the pitch. It was the second half, actually, because it came from Trippier's side. Whipped the ball across goal, beats the first centre-back, and you expect um, he's actually there. And he's behind the second centre-back. He's the furthest away from that crossing point possible. That's not what your striker does. Your striker should be just bombing in there to be to be able to get onto that. Um, in the first half, the chance that he missed the sit-on. I know Davis got a touch to it, but Gary Neville was yeah. right. Why wasn't when Gordon goes across, why isn't he sprinting to get to that point? Because if he does, he gets in front of Davis and he gets a tackle. It's as simple as that. Callum Wilson, you watch Callum Wilson when the ball goes through, he sprints. That's his moment where he sprints to get there, to get in front of the centre-back. He's not doing that. But Alexander Isak normally does. So there's something not right there. And, you know, he's going to start against AC Milan. But for me, I'd be going, in, a, in my opinion, a must-win game against Fulham, I'd be going Callum Wilson. Because Callum Wilson proved in, what, the 15 minutes he was on the pitch. Sure. He comes on, he battles, he causes problems for the centre-backs. Romero should have got a red card in my opinion, um, all of that stuff happens, but it's Callum Wilson in the thick of it because he just creates chaos and we needed that today. And I think that would that in a full game would have disrupted Tottenham's flow um, and we need that against Fulham. Um, and maybe having to sit out a game or two might give him that spark again to get back in. And we talked about it, Chris, before, Daz, before about them needing each other and they really yeah. do. That's just kind of me. I'm just they're just little things that I noticed in the game about certain players. Um, look, I'll let you guys wade in on that uh, on that as well. No, all your points are valid there, Pete. Can't can't disagree with any of them. Um, Chris, I'm going to go to you next, and your your general thoughts of and Anthony in particular. Um, okay, well, I'll start from the top. Um, I think I, I was particularly disappointed today because I thought there was an opportunity there for us. Um, I know the players are tired. I know people say we've got loads of injuries, but as Pete rightly pointed out, Spurs have got injuries. But to me, it just looked like there was a, well, there was a few individuals that I'll talk about, but it also looked as a team that we had to down in the camp. I think, I, I think anyone saying otherwise is wrong because you could see that at points today. I could anyway. Um, you know, Alexander Izak definitely doesn't look right. Uh, Pete, Pete was right to point that out. Um, he doesn't look 
he doesn't look comfortable. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's because he's carrying something. Who knows? Um, but the the point I was wanted to make um, about the way that we played today and why I'm so disappointed. There was a moment early on in the first half, and we broke we broke the uh, the offside trap from um, Tottenham because he played such a high line. And Anthony Gordon was on sides because he was in his half. We sprinted. Fantastic opportunity. Gordon's bombing down the wing. All he has to do is cut it back to Alexander Isak. And to be fair, Ben Davis makes a good interception. I can't knock him for that. It was a good interception. But if that was four, five, six weeks ago, that would have been one nil. That the, the ball goes in the back of the net. Simple as. Yeah. Um, as I say, I'm not taking anything away from Ben Davis there. Um, but we just don't look on the pace at all. And what I noticed from Tottenham, which we know that Man City do, the two full-backs, Pedro Porro and um, Udogi, Destiny Udogi. They both, when, when Tottenham had the ball, they both cut into inverted central midfielders or central defensive midfielders. So at times, Tottenham were playing with Christian Romero and Ben Davis at centre-back. And then just in front of them was the two full-backs. So they create like a layer. Now, that was an opportunity for us, particularly Gordon and Miggy, who are full of pace, to really push and get down those wings. And for some reason, there was an insistence on going through the middle. And that was not the option. That was not the right thing to do. As we saw with Anthony Gordon, if you get it down the wings, you cause problems. For some reason, we kept trying to play through the middle, not sure why. And I don't know, again, if you boys noticed, every time it was getting to the wing, they didn't want to cross the ball. They just didn't want to cross the ball. It gets played back and back and back. And then, we, it, and then Tottenham can sort themselves out at some points on the on the edge of the 18-yard uh, box. Tottenham had like six players and we're passing it round, trying to find a gap, trying to find a little slot to then cross it. But why not just cross it early, get the ball in early? I know, uh, you know, Alexander Izak, maybe there could be a reason behind it and that maybe Alexander Izak isn't up for the aerial challenge or they're looking at Romero and they're looking at Ben Davis, who, who is pretty tall. Uh, maybe they're thinking, oh, you know, it's not, it's not worth it. But there's something changed because we're used to this fast, quick-paced football and we just seem so slow in the build-up and the ball goes to Trippier and then Trippier gives it to Miggy and then you go, right, hit the overlap. Then the ball gets overlapped and you're thinking, right, Trippier, cross it, cross it, cross it. Does The cross doesn't come. Then it goes back and then across, across, across and then we're getting caught in possession and then they're gone. And we saw it time and time again today. And I just thought we played into, into Tottenham's hands. Um, in terms of Bruno and Lewis Miley, I thought Joe Linton, Joe Linton was trying, don't get me wrong, he wasn't getting much joy, but he was trying to get himself around and he was, you know, I think someone in the chat said it as well, I completely agree. Joe Linton was trying his best and he was trying to influence that midfield, but I thought Bruno was, Bruno was really quiet today and I needed, we needed more from Bruno. Um, and Lewis Miley, I, I can't really knock him, you know, he's only a young 17-year-old yeah. lad, but the, I think the games are taking the toll now. Again, we haven't got much options, but you know it, it, it's disappointing um, because from being so dominant, we now look so weak in the middle of the park, and it is concerning me a touch. Um, then we've got Kevin Trippier on that right hand side, who, by the way, Pete, you mentioned that Lascelles uh, had one of his poorest games in the, in this recent run. I think it's no coincidence that when Kevin Trippier has a dodgy game, you see Jamal Lascelles have a dodgy game. Then that influences back to the the goalkeeper, <clears> who, who was probably the poorest on the pitch for me today, Martin Dubravka. Um, he just looked a bag of nerves, an absolute bag of nerves. And then that translates to your defence. You know, your defence. Tino Livermento probably had the worst game he's had in a Newcastle shirt today. I thought Tino was poor, yeah. and I, I just think. <clears throat> If you get two, three, four, five players all playing poor, it reflects on the rest of the team. I don't like. I was laughing and joking with you in the chat, boys. I was nice saying, "Bloody, I'll try and pick a man of the match out of that." I genuinely couldn't. I genuinely couldn't pick one. I mean, 
Joe Litton probably the best of a bad bunch, and I wouldn't give Joe Litton over the six. Do you know what I mean? I just wouldn't because he wasn't particularly good, but neither was anybody else. Um, it was just one of those days at the office. And the, the final thing I suppose I want to say is um, I, I we, we've spoke about this briefly, haven't we, lads? And we've touched on it that like, you know, what do, what do we do with the goalkeeper position? We know that Nick Pope's going to be out for four or five months. It's looking that way. And obviously he's going to need time to recover and get himself right because it's a nasty injury. And we've spoken about, you know, players who've been linked, not necessarily by us, or we've mentioned them as players in the press. And, you know, Dab De Gea has been mentioned. Hugo Lloris has been mentioned. And you know what? <coughs> I wanted to bring this up anyway, but it made me think of Tottenham. And I thought Hugo Lloris was struggling. And Tottenham went, right, new number one, go and get him. And then they brought in Vicario. And since Vicario has come in, he's, he's made the position his own. He's come in as a number one. Now, we us boys have spoken and said... 12, 18 months, will Nick Pope be the number one? Uh, number one? Arguably, no. Um, but I think now that we've got this major injury, I just worry about sticking a plaster over, over something until Nick Pope's back. Because we've already got Lovius Carius, who's who's not going to be the Newcastle number one going forwards. We've got Martin Dubravka, who's not going to be the Newcastle number one going forwards. We've got Mark Gillespie, who's within the squad, just to make up the numbers and obviously make sure that there's cover for cover, if you like. But I do genuinely think now um, that we need to go out and get a number one. I really, really do. And the more I was thinking about it, if we go out in January, if possible, uh, even if we line a deal up for the summer, but just go and get the deal done, if we go out and get a number one, ideally to come in in January and say, right, bed in, here's your, here's your five, six months, bed in, you've got the full summer with <clears> us, and then you're going to start as a number one next season. Because I, I, I really... Pete, I've said this to you offline and I'll say it online. Like when you mentioned against Everton, you know, about Dubravka and we can't go on and stuff, I'll, I'll admit I was a bit like, oh, maybe he's being a bit harsh there. You know, it's only one game, whatever. But Dubravka was fucking awful today. Awful. Right. And I think I've seen all the stuff that you saw on Thursday. Um, and we can't, we can't, we can't keep him till April, May as number one because we, we will slide down the table. We really, really will. And I think yep. it's no coincidence that since Martin Dubravka's come in, we've started to see like us really getting exposed. And it makes you wonder now whether, you know, the defence, it's it's displayed to the defence. And this is why I'm thinking to myself, just go go and get a Mama Dashley or whatever. Just go and get a number one and go, right, there you go. Put the money on the table. Go and get him and say, right, you, you know, you've got now till Nick Pope comes back, probably keep his place. But then in the summer... Um, he's going to have the full, full, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Preseason. He's going to have the full preseason, and then he starts as the number one for Newcastle United next season. And he's he's embedded. He's there. He's ready to play. That that's genuinely what I do now. I'm going to take a point from what each of you said, uh, and I, I I agree wholeheartedly with with, with the, the points. First, I'm going to take Pete's uh, point about Isaac, and this is where I think we need. Uh, this will be my, my second position. I think we need to fill in January. Is a is a is a, is a, another striker that can sit between Isaac and Wilson, be the number one at times, whatever. Uh, and but because our our press starts from that front, and and as Pete highlighted, it, Isaac wasn't wasn't doing it. So it's a knock on effect there, a domino effect right across the team, and the more puts 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 our whole defense and midfield and. Uh, under pressure when we don't because that's what, what our what our game is built on and then taking your point chris 
if there's no confidence in uh, in the back or it's just it's disrupted uh the, the back line with with, with uh, the the keeper uh, it's it's an ideal time now to to bring in someone to to challenge pope or to to even overtake pope uh bring it and that that'll be the first position i'd, I'd strengthen in jerry so that there'd be the two positions i would be going after in uh, as as soon as the transfer window opens, as in like have it have it lined up. I know Eddie Howe said said in his press conference there the other day that um, there's so many injuries all over the place. It, it, it would they have to look across every position, but as as it gets closer, it has to become more apparent. And he knows as well that he's not going to have Pope back. And we all know as well. Great having Wilson come back and great he he put in uh, he he had that that desire today and hunger when he came on. There's, it's only been a matter of time before he gets injured again, uh, right. and so we we need we need another op, another option. So they're blatantly obvious that they're two positions that we need we need we need to strengthen. I think we'll get through everything else and in, strengthen those two positions, and then with the injuries come back as well. I think then we'll, we'll give ourselves a fighting chance with whatever else we're left with or whatever else we're fighting in this stepping stone season and and leading us into to next season and a summer ahead to to maybe go 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 and, and challenge the the big boys uh at, at towards the top three then probably four to five that's four to five i reckon we're four to five. if we bring in four to five key players between january and the summer and then we go into next season i think we'll be all right plus we don't have 14 injuries that always helps as well ah. um and we get rid of some deviled and, it, and it, it, people may say i'm harsh saying deviled but you know the likes of Matt Ritchie, lovely guy, great servants, shouldn't be in a Premier League squad, shouldn't be. Um, he's not going to offer anything going forward. Like when when he eventually goes, is he going to go to a Premier League club? Probably not. No. The likes of Paul Dummett, again, exactly the same. But these are all squad places that we could fill. You know, these are all positions that we could fill. Emil Kraft, Javier Manquillo, the list goes on. But if we if we go and get four or five big players, um, or just players, you know, who who can be utilised and you know will who help us push on. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you'll soon see a difference. And all all that this has done for me, and probably you boys as well, and all the viewers at home, all it's done for me is kind of highlighted that we are a little bit way off from you know um, being in a position where we can consistently challenge that top four, top five, top six. And you know, yes, we've had a lot of injuries. I understand that, but. We need, like, the underbelly, as I keep talking about, we need a stronger underbelly. We need the squad rotation. Yes, we've had difficulties. I'm not going to start bashing Eddie Howe or start bashing certain players, but we kind of, you know, you've got to upgrade. You've really, really got to upgrade. Yeah, yeah, you've got to. You've got to. You've got to. Yeah, except the Ravka, yeah. I mean, that's just basics. Sorry, Pete. No, I was going to say, the thing for me is... um, Dubravka should have gone last January. Um, the alarm bells rang when Man United handed him back. Man United weren't good at, weren't good in January, and the fact that they handed him back and went with uh, what was it Tom Heaton tells you everything you need to know about Martin Dubravka. If he was any good, they'd have kept him. So the fact that we've kept him and now he's our number two, and now we're having to rely on him tells us our own story. We should have got we should have got rid of him when we got the opportunity. About people. On social, saying like Carius, I'm not being funny. Carius is worse than Dravka. Like we, we've got three other goalkeepers other than Pope, and none of them are good enough to come and step into Pope because Pope is so far levels above everybody else. And when someone else comes in, you notice the drop. 
there is no there's no surprise that the players <laughs> are panicky. The centre backs, the defence is panicky when the ball comes into the box because they haven't got the assurance behind it. Mm. Debravka may be better on the ball at his feet, and he is, but the rest of it is way way below anything you need of a Premier League goalkeeper. A Premier League goalkeeper, you've got four you've got four key main attributes to have a very very good goalkeeper. One of them is your distribu- distribution. Yeah, are you good with with you with the ball at your feet? The second is, are you a good shot stopper? Thirdly, can you command your area? Can you be big and strong? Can you come and collect? And then fourthly, you know, are you are you a leader? Are you a leader? Are you someone that can lead and command your defence? Yeah. Are you vocal what to do? Yeah. And you have to have four, three minimum to be an elite top level goalkeeper. Now, yes, Hope doesn't have. Uh, one of them, which is the distribution, was a hell of a shot stopper and he's a hell of a commander of his area. So there's two. And I would have him down as a leader because he directs and he tells the centre-backs where they need to be and what they need to do. So he has three of those four. So, and that's not bad. But what you don't have with Dubravka is, the, is those three. And he's a good distributor and that isn't good enough. That doesn't cut it. That type of performance from Martin Dubravka today is what we were seeing two, three years ago. Yeah, Three years ago under Steve Bruce. It put one of those type of performances in against them. But the difference was is that we were fighting at the bottom end of the table. So we almost kind of expected it. We can't now expect that because we're fighting. We're fighting on a, a different table. Different level. We're fighting at the top. At the top, you can't afford to have games like that. So even when Pope's not had great games, he's been questioned by sections of the fan base. But his bad games have been nowhere near that. They've been nowhere near what we saw at Everton. And that's where you see the levels. You know, you talked about Mum Dashfordy, and, and, and he he seems to be the go-to. For me, there are it, it all depends on what you're looking for in your goalkeeper and what we're looking for as a club. If we're looking for a stopgap to the summer, for me. You, you, you go and you go and get someone like you go and get someone like David De Gea on a free, not at a club currently. You go and pick him up for a free. He has at least three of those four attributes that make you a top goalkeeper. There's there's a reason why he got um, the Golden Glove last season for clean sheets. He knows how to keep clean sheets, and with Botman and Shaw in front of him, it could happen. However, if you're going for your elite and you're going for your top four, your, your top sorry, your top first choice goalkeeper. What you do is you knock AC Milan out on Wednesday and then you go in for their goalkeeper in January. That'd be nice. Mike, 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 Mike. That's who you go and get. Because yeah. I tell you what, they're struggling with money again. They're struggling with money. And he deserves to be playing at the top table. And if we want to be at the top table consistently, you go out and get the best goalkeeper. And for me, he's the best goalkeeper now. You're paying 60 million for him. But you're getting the top. You're getting Mamadashvili, who's young and will end up being a top goalkeeper. There's no doubt about it. Shot stopper, commander. You know, he'll be a leader. There's no doubt about it. His distribution's not too bad. But the problem with that is, and I don't know what you guys think, I don't want people in the chat think, we've signed so many young players to become good players. Yeah. For me, we need to go and get the players that are ready now. Like the Trippiers of the Wales. Go and get go and get them. 
Not but even that. You, you look at Aston Villa. You look at Aston Villa. They've got they've got what twenty four or twenty five year old Musa Diabe ready to go. They they went and got a twenty eight year old Pau Torres ready to go. They've got a Douglas Louise, twenty six year old, one of the best centre midfielders in the Premier League this season, ready to go. Kamara on a free, twenty three years old in the French squad, ready to go. They've gone and got the players that are already at the level. And this is why Villa are playing the way they are right now because they've got players in that team that are ready to go. I think uh, it's Alex uh, Moreno. Um, or the, yeah, the left back. The left back. Yeah. Ready to go. Been injured. They've got Luca Dean that comes in, an experienced 30-year-old left back, French international. <clears throat> where you see that they've got those players that are experienced that can come into a team and they know what they need to do because they've played at the top level. We've got these young players in, and I don't argue the, the signings that they've made. They'll become good players. Livermento is already showing his talents. We'll see Tonali's talents. I'm convinced of it next season. Uh, Harvey Barnes has barely kicked the ball the same. <clears throat> but we need to get players that are ready to go now. We need to fill our players, with, uh, fill our squad with more experienced players, players that are ready to go and do the business. And today, we looked very, very naive. Yeah. We played into Tottenham's hands Time and time and time again. Tino Livramento didn't have his best game. I thought Brennan Johnson had him on toast. Yeah, he did. From, from, from five, ten minutes in. Just that flick over the top, bang, gone. Every time. And he couldn't <clears> keep, <throat> keep with him. He couldn't keep with him. That was the one, he's the one player that's that's got the better of Tino Livramento. But yeah. it's not the end of the world. He'll come back. He'll you talked about, Daz, um, sorry, Chris, you talked about the, the Gordon crossing it to Isaac Chance. I don't know about you, but I was screaming to Gordon, shoot, shoot. Why cross it? Look at or even he... Or even go early though, Pete. You know when he was running and you know the way the defenders were catching up. You know the way sometimes you see them cross the ball, but they put it just in front so that they run onto it. Ben Davis isn't getting that. He's not getting it. Yeah. But he did it but too late. Too if, late. If you look at his angle though, if you look at the, the angle in which he passes it, it's probably better if he shoots. He bends yeah, that into the far corner. Yeah. He bends that into the far corner wide. He's not the only one. There, there are so many Premier League players that do this now. They always look for the cut across. They always look for the <laughs> tapping goal. Whereas he's ran the length of, like from the halfway line, the length of the, the, the half pitch to get into that position. His first touch weren't great, but actually put him in a great position where he got onto it and then he was in. He cuts inside, he does everything right. Put the ball in the net. If the goalkeeper parries it, Isaac's then there. To tap it in. He's right where he needs to be. And I just think sometimes we need to be ruthless. Miguel Almiron, great little bit of play. One, two passes, bang, bang, bang. I think Gordon's the one that slips in Miguel Almiron. Everybody knows Miguel Almiron goes far post, low down. Bakario's going to be no different. He read the he read the ball before he even got there. All you've he had to do was put a bit of height. Bit yeah, of height. Just lift the, the, gonna, if you're going to go that corner, lift the ball or Get caught, catch him off guard and go near post where he's already going down that, that way. He's then having to readjust his body. He probably doesn't get there. It just give, you've got to give something different. And we're talking about, we, we, but we have been become too, too predictable though, as well at, at times. You know, yeah. it was just, uh, what we saw last, last season. We're seeing exactly again this season now has worked for us, but you have to mix it up as well sometimes, uh, especially when it's not working. You need yeah. to try something different. I agree. Uh, Marlon is in for the house there as well. Congratulations, Marlon. Uh, I don't think anyone's got the score right, but uh, congratulations, Marlon, on, on no. the, the victory. 
Pete, I wonder touch on one thing you had said, and it was really about uh, about uh, you mentioned Arsenal Villa. But if you think Arsenal Villa must be sailing close to the wind of financial fair play, and they they need to get into the Champions League, I would imagine to 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 break even next season. And the other thing is that they're still living off that um, that Jack Grealish sale. Uh, and maybe that is something we're going to have to do as well, a, a, a big sale as well, just to kick us on and to bring in three replacements because that the spreading the money out will will allow us to do it over a number of seasons. So it's something that, that we're going to have to get used to as, as well as as we as this project moves on. Well, hopefully, does the Adidas money comes in? Does the well, Adidas yeah. money will hopefully facilitate a chunk of our spending in the summer? Hopefully that 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 be the plan. But um, yeah, there's no doubt we 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 cannot wait till the summer to pick up some players. Um, yeah. And you know what? We talked about it before a couple of weeks ago, and we've now got the option to do it. Why not go Saudi? Why not go Saudi? A couple of loans in, experienced players ready to go that can get us through to the end of the season and and propel us up the table. Chris, you you you, you touched on it. And you're absolutely right. Not just about bringing new players in to the squad. It's about moving some of these players out. For me, there is there is no surprise for me that when you look at the bench at Everton and Callum Wilson and today Callum Wilson and Longstaff aside, you've got Richie and you've got Dummett, and they don't want to bring them on. Yeah. Don't want to bring them on. Eddie Howe doesn't want to bring them on. That for me is more telling than anything else. They've only brought them on when the game's done. You don't, if you don't want to bring a player on because you don't believe they, they can change the game, they shouldn't be in the squad. And therefore, they shouldn't be playing for Newcastle United. As much as we, we respect what they've done for the club, you can't have players as hangers-on in the squad yeah. just because they're good people. You can't do that. If you're running a business, you wouldn't just keep people in a role just because they're a nice person. They've got to give you something. They've got to yeah. offer something. And it's not just about what they do in the change rooms and what they say. If they're a leader, great. But if they're not producing on the pitch, they need to be moved on. And you need to get players that can produce on the pitch and are also leaders. And that's where you go for a ready-made experienced player because they'll be a leader or they'll have that experience and you can trust them. And that's the thing. People like Gillespie, for example, you throw in them. Richie, Dummett. <clears throat> Bravka, you throw them all, you throw, you throw <laughs> those players in there, you throw them out of the squad, you get four people into the squad of a much better quality. Your squad then rises again. And it, it, it's part of the conversation that some, it's part of the harsh conversation that needs to be had. And I think Eddie Howe exactly. needs to stop being ruthless. He needs to stop being ruthless with some of these players and moving them on. If they're not doing what they should be doing, it's time to go. Like, and that is the, just the reality. Because it's clear that he doesn't want to use these players at all. Yeah, I agree, Pete. Sometimes hard decisions need to be made. All right, let's go to a, a super chat from... Is it coming up on screen? Yes. Deep, deep in the in snow. The snow. Hello, deep in the snow. Um, deep in, welcome to deep in the shit here uh, on Loaded Mag NUFC after that result with, with Spurs. But he says... Eddie might as might as well have used the game as a chance to rest players after two 0 down. Why not take five five players off? 
this is what we were talking about during the game, wasn't it, Pete? We um, as we said this, um, you know, at, at that point, I mean, I said three nil, and Pete, Pete actually said two nil. You know, it, it did look like the game was done. So, like, just just rest them. We Pete's already said we know we don't want to play Richie. We know we don't want to play Kraft. But why risk having Bruno out there? Why risk having um, Fabian Shaw out there? Just take them off. Get them off because it, that that game was unsalvageable, especially when it went to three. Just get them off. I completely agree with that. Agree with that. Mm. Yeah, so do I. So do I. Um, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You're still thinking there might be a chance. Uh, but well, yeah, when I went to three, yeah, yeah. game over, game yeah. set match. Yeah. I even wrote it in my my notes. I didn't take my notes, but what's the point in in talking about them today? Uh, to be a waste of time. And let's go to questions. Just before we do go to questions, one thing I will say, um, and I know we've we've been a little bit negative over the last what thirty six minutes, but one thing I will say is obviously all the all the reds and blues have been on to me today, and you know as usual, you know like oh you you're in a meltdown, a mini crisis. I've heard talks of Eddie Howe's job being under pressure, all this usual rubbish, and all I will say is we've just got to remain calm and we've just got to stick by. And I've said come back to me, come back to me, um, uh, and on New Year's Day evening. Because we've got six games now between now and uh, New Year's Day when we play Liverpool, and if we're still rocking, we're still in trouble. Fair enough, I'll listen to it. But right now, you know, we've got a nice little run of fixtures. We can go and put it right against AC Milan on Wednesday, uh, and you know, we can we can start picking some points up. And now that these injuries are starting to hopefully uh, subside and players are slowly coming back, because because I celebrated before the game and I was going, oh my god, we've got Sean Longstaff, we've got Callum Wilson on the you know back on the bench. Um, you know, straight away that was thrown back in my face at half six because they were like, Oh, I thought you had injuries back. You know, what are you moaning about? And it was like, Well, no, and they've only just come back. Um, it's going to take time. And obviously, you know, we need to integrate the players. And we've still got the same starting 11 that we've had for the last four games today. Um, so I think it, everyone was expecting instant miracles, or they thought I was, but it wasn't. It was just the fact that we've now got options. But yeah, let's be honest, lads, we've had two horrendous games, but we can soon turn that round. So it's not all negative. It's just the fact that it's annoying and frustrating because really we shouldn't really be in this position, but we all know why we are, if that makes sense. Yeah. This is a load of rubbish yeah. here. Like, like we're going to yeah. get rid of Eddie Howe. He's not going anywhere. I think people... Mental. And, mental. And, and look, it's a very small section of the fan base, if any. Um, probably Macom's trying to create uh, create drama in the in the Newcastle fan base. But um, look, he ain't going anywhere. Eddie Howe's not going anywhere at all. Um, people can question him and, and this kind of, you know, maybe even fix some, yeah. some of the questions. Um, I think there was, there was one question in particular... Um, he's I'll, not. I'll find, he's. Do you know what like you? Like um, sorry, Pete. Like you said earlier, he's not. He's not. He's not. Um, you can't not criticize. But that doesn't mean we want him out. Yeah. You, you mentioned that earlier, Pete. Absolutely yeah. spot on. He's not beyond criticism. The players aren't beyond criticism. But it doesn't mean you want them out. Sorry, Pete. But that's yeah, no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. And, and this is the thing. Like people should be able to criticize or critique a performance um, mm. and say that a performance in isolation isn't good enough. Like, this week's matches haven't been good enough. But that's not saying that the team's crap and Eddie Howe's crap or anything like that. That's not true. Like, the team, like someone put in the chat earlier, um, are, are we still are we still effing class? Yeah, yeah, we, we are. We're going for a moment. Every team does it. But what you want is the team to capitalise. You, We want our team to play well every game. We don't want them to have a bad game. 
And when we do, and when they do, we're allowed to critique it and say what we're not happy about or what we didn't think went well in the performance. This is why we do what we do. This is why we do these shows. But this is why you guys join and, and girls join in the chat to give your opinions. It's a part of having a discussion. We're not always going to agree, but we're allowed to have their opinion. Uh, and, and this is the thing, you know, Nathan's put on here, and Nathan Page, uh, can you talk about Eddie Howe squad management? Um you could argue what 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 management? He's played squad? the same players five, five games in a row. Like he hasn't managed the squad at all. I mean, you could probably talk about and Chris and Daz have mentioned it about certain players get taken off earlier when you see the games kind of gone. Maybe he could have done that, but to really hammer Eddie Howe for that for not taking player five off five minutes earlier and uh, when we're already losing the game comfortably, but. I think that's 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 incredibly harsh. I think, you know, when we had a full squad to choose from, I thought he was managing it really well. Um, mm. I thought he was handling it quite well, personally. But um, this is, yeah, Eddie Howe isn't, kind of, you could argue he's not responsible for this. Um, you know, he'll take some responsibility, of course, but, you know, to call for his head, nah, not me. Not me. Uh, what do you boys think? No way, no, no way. I, I, I said it. It was a, It was probably when, um, when um, Graham came on, uh, Graham Bailey, and he, he, he said, "What, what happens when uh, Eddie goes through a poor, uh, poor patch?" But uh, I think we were saying it then. For me, Eddie Howe gets this season, and he gets to the end of next season. If things were still were in a downward trajectory and we weren't scaling the, the heights we were, were, were edging, making more way towards us, then I, I, I'll question them. But not not until then for me. Like the the owners are, are even apart from um, Amanda Myrdad and Jamie Rubin, the PIF might, might question question them because they'll want to, to, to get there as fast as possible, get where they want to, where they want to be. But um, for me, I'm, I'm happy with Eddie till at least the end of end of not just this season in the next season give him the opportunity to to see where he is hmm. now i mean I, I i agree with what you boys have said we i think i found it very difficult to criticize eddie given you know the, the difficulties we've all had we don't need to call keep talking about the injuries but it's a fact you know that that is how it is just while you lads were talking then i was looking at the premier league table and we're, we're seven points off top four um, we're a point behind Man United and we're four points behind Tottenham, who apparently have had a brilliant season this season. You know, it, it's all fine margins and everyone's beating everyone at the minute. Um, we we, yeah. we saw, we were talking about it pre-show, we saw Liverpool go 1-0 one one behind again, just managed to get the win. We saw Man City go 1-0 behind against Luton, managed to get the win. We're just not, we're just not getting results over the line. You know, Arsenal got put to the sword by Villa. Um, it it is it's all over the show at the moment. But so you know, again, if we if we get to say the end of January, I mean, I've said to my lads, we'll we'll have a discussion, uh, you know, on the on the evening of New Year's Day, and let's see where we are. But you know, I I got told we were in a mini crisis before by me blue mate, mini crisis, and I was like, so we've lost two games in a row when we're in a mini crisis. Um, I said, what if we win the next five? I said, what then? And then apparently then I was called Mystic Chris because apparently I said we're definitely going to win the next five. And I said, no. <laughs> I, I said, I'm see. just saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I said, I'm just <laughs> saying. What if we win the next five? I said, will everyone be calling for Eddie Howe's head then? Because he won't. 
But gradually, as these players come back and we start, you know, the players start getting a bit of a rest. We've already seen Trippier getting his fifth yellow, so he's going to miss the Fulham <clears> game. Gradually, when we start getting a little bit of, you know, a little bit of um, relief, I think I, I think everything can change. When when's the next international break, lads? Is it? In... I, you know, it's not till March. January, March. Oh, is it? oh is this, it's a gap. It a is it, there's a, there is a break in Premier League games between. Um, I think it's early early January and into January. Is there, is there like a staggered week of games? Is is like five I, games one one week and five the next? I think mid January. I think there's a bit is of a break. It's kind of like that winter break ish type thing. Yeah, um, that's in that's in January. Um, right, okay. Okay. And then you've got the 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 next internationals are obviously you've got the African Cup of Nations over the course of January, um, but you've got I think it's like March time the next proper international break so mm. we, we've got a chunk of time before yeah. the next international break comes about and yeah uh, that, that 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 break in january will, will will come good but we might not it, it all depends because we might not get that break if we get to the semi-finals of the carabao cup and um, because it, i think it falls <clears> and we hope we do but uh, yeah, yeah so yeah uh, and of course of course we we hope that we do get that but um yeah, I think that's kind of how it works. Um, but but you've just you I just wanted to bring this up really quickly um, because just because you've touched on it, Chris, um, and we'll bring up Newcastle United's fixtures. Obviously, of course, we've got the line game, but but just focusing on Premier League fixtures here. Like for me, uh, I, I tweeted out after the game. Like we need to we need to be targeting nine points from the next three games. Fulham next weekend, then it's Luton away on the 23rd and then Boxing Day is Forest at home. So you've got two home games out of the next three in the Premier League. We have to be winning those games. I know Luton have been putting up trees and and, put, and giving teams good games, but you would hope that in within two weeks' time, we've got Callum Wilson, Longstaff, Botman, Barnes, um, maybe Elliot Anderson at that point. like You're hoping that the squad is, is fuller by then. Yeah. We've got yeah. a chunk of players back. We we should we should be targeting nine points there. But then, and the reason why it's even more important is because of this January. Look at that for for a January. That's our month there. Liverpool away, <clears throat> New Year's Day. Then we've got then we've got the um, the unwashed from down the road um, on the sixth. And then you've got Man City at home, Villa away. That's a monstrous January. Yeah, so yeah. that's why those ones in this in December become even more important. Yeah, the case is why the points need to be on the board for yeah. that reason. We well, if we get up... them, if we get them free home wins, Peter. Sorry, not free home wins. If we get those free wins against yeah. uh, Fulham, Luton, and Forest, so let's say we get nine points. Worst case scenario, seven points. But I, I, I want nine, and I think we can get nine. You know, that'll put that'll put us on thirty-five points. Are the other teams around us all going to pick up nine points in the next three games? I don't think they will. I don't think they will. And then, so if we're on thirty-five points, Pete, Man United have got to Man United have got to get eight points out the next yeah. three games. They won't. Well, they for, for one, I think next weekend they go to Anfield. For one, well, there you go. Right. Well, there you go. That's three they, they, they ain't picking up Jack against them. No. I, I, I'm willing to put money on it. They're not <laughs> picking up. Jack. Yeah. In fact, you know what? Let's have. Let me take this off. We're going off. We're going off track now. So I apologise. Where are you going? You guys, you, guys, 
You guys can hammer me later because West West Ham away. Here we go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've got the ball. We've got that out of the way. Next one, Man United, Liverpool next Sunday. Okay. Then they've got West Ham away on the twenty third. And Not just out of interest, Pete, who are the other rivals? So Man United have got uh, West Ham away. Villa. You've right, got yeah, Tottenham. We've got Evan at home. Right. Cool. Mm. So here's next weekend, mate. Friday. Yeah. Forest, Tottenham have got Forest on the Friday. Um, Forest may have a new a new manager by the time they they, they come to play us. Knows. Quite mm. possibly. You never know. Forest um, at the City ground on Baz either does. They're really yeah. not. Man City uh, got Palace. Arsenal, Brighton, Brighton to Brighton have got Arsenal. They have to go there. Villa have got Brentford away. Villa's away form has been questionable, although they're formidable at home. Liverpool against Man United. You know, again, so the, the whole landscape of that look, could look different. Arsenal get a win, Liverpool get a win. We're, 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 we're extending the gap to, from Bright, Brighton and, and we're going ahead of Man United. We're going into, what, sixth place. Yeah. So already we're making moves and improvements off the back of that. Yeah. Um, then if you go um, into the next one, you've got Thursday, the 21st of December, Brighton are going to Palace. Um then you've got Villarish home Sheffield United, which is expect them to win. Then you've got Man United against West Ham. Like that's not a given that Man, the Man United pick up points there. No, um, no. But equally, with West Ham just below is in the table, one of those teams are going to drop points. Mm. Then we go to Luton. So we've got to do our job. We've got to win yeah. that game. You've got Liverpool. Luton have also. picked it up though in the last few games. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're they lucky against Arsenal. They have. They they they've got they, they, what they've got. If they've got a lot of running, they've got a lot of endeavour. They give everything to the cause, but they just lack quality. And that's where we need to win the game because we've got a lot of running, we've got a lot of endeavour in our game, but we have the quality that can beat them. And this is what's been proven with Arsenal getting the last minute winner, with Liverpool getting a last minute equaliser, with Man City having a two two brief moments of quality that wins them the game. We've got the capacity to do exactly the same. And if we've got all big, big boys back to choose from, we should be picking them apart. Like, I, I'm, they're, they're, they're doing okay. And it's not a given, but we should be winning that game, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah. off the back of that. Uh, and then Chelsea are away at uh, Wolves. But to be fair, Chelsea, you just you have got no, no idea what to expect. Then you're going into Boxing Day. Forest at home, like it's, it, you couldn't ask for a better fixture no. for Boxing Day. You, no, you you, for Newcastle, you couldn't ask for a better Boxing Day no. fixture. Twelve thirty no. kickoff. Um, then you've got Man United Villa. Somebody dropping points there. Yeah, you know you got Liverpool, Burnley, um, Chelsea, Palace. Not a given. Can Everton can Everton cause City problems? Can they? There you go. Brighton, Tottenham. Brighton need Brighton need to start winning. Brighton need yeah. to start winning football matches. What if they go and absolutely turn Tottenham over? There you go. And then Arsenal West yeah. Ham. So you look you look at those fixtures. I'll come off it now, but you look at those fixtures. All of them are playing each other. Whilst we've yeah. got favourable fixtures, nine yeah. points on the board. You are absolutely right, Chris. Changes the complexion, and it it almost could potentially depend on results swing back in our favour. Mm. But we've got to get the points. 
And then what if we're on the back, Pete, of three or four, well, maybe not four, but, you know, two or three good wins, right? And then we go into that new year and then we shock Liverpool at Anfield. What then if we're riding the crest of a wave and then we come up against Sunderland, we batter them in the derby, brilliant. We then get City at home. You know, we're, we're four, fifth, sixth in the table and then we go and beat Man City at home. Because Man City, Man City are close to being on the end of another defeat. You can see it coming. Luton nearly did it. You can see it coming. And not not all is well at Man City. So what if we go and beat Man City at St James's Park? And then we go into the, the final game, which would be... Who was the third game in, in January? Uh, Villa. Turn up, at Villa. Turn up at Villa Park and just take three points. All of a sudden, it's wide open. Even a draw. Yeah, yeah. lads. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at a different thing. I, I was like that as well. I was looking ahead at all the different games and all the permutations. But I'm, I'm, I'm so, going to sound like Eddie Howe, but I am just looking one game at a time. And but I'm also going to enjoy each game coming and look at it as a look at it as a one-off because this. I, I, I've kind of, I've kind of gone down the track, as I said in my opening monologue, kind of thing that I'm just kind of, just gonna, I'm not going to expect, expect much. Uh, and just see what happens. And like even going into the game at, uh, at Milan, we could come second, we could come third, we could come bottom of the group. And each each of them has their own benefits in a way. Very uh, so mm. what we must just enjoy it, enjoy yeah. it. Uh, we, we, it could turn out we mightn't be in in a Champions League for a while uh, again. Who knows? It could be that we mightn't be in European competition for a while yet again. Who knows? No one knows how, how the season's going to pan out. So you might as well just enjoy up enjoy to each. Uh, up to us. Yeah, yeah, up to us. Yeah. Uh, if we're still playing European football, no matter what it is, whether the next stage of the Champions League or Europa League, that's only going to help us if when we go into the transfer market, because teams are going to want players are going to want to go to teams that are still playing in Europe and they're still qualifying for Europe. And if we go into the Europa League, like players are going to want to come and play for us because they know what it's like on a European night at St James's Park. Mm. They're going to want to be want to be a part of that. They also know that we're going to be competitive in that competition, no doubt about it. We're going to be competitive in that competition, um, and players are going to want to be a part of that because I, I genuinely think that if we went into the Europa League, like if. We worst case scenario, we drop into the Europa League because I don't even want to think about the fact that we go out of Europe completely. Worst case scenario, we go into the Europa League. I genuinely think we can attack that competition. I genuinely think we can get to the last stages. I think we'll, we'll have the squad back by the end of January that will be able to go head head first at that competition because mm. we won't have a European competition um, until February. Until I think it's like mid to end of February, it starts up. Mm. That's where we don't have then the, that clutch of fixtures that that get in the way unless we go deep in the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup. I just yeah. I, it's not all I, it's not all doom and gloom, you're right, Pete. It's not all doom and gloom. And if we do drop into the open and Daz, even when you said about us dropping out, I was a bit gutted when you said, Oh, you know, we might we might, you know, get knocked out um on Wednesday, but uh, completely. But nobody's gonna look back and go, Oh, Newcastle made a hash of that. Newcastle, Newcastle yeah. shame themselves there. No one's going to say that because we we were, we were right in the mix last game, right in the mix. Oh. Um, and you know it does mean that we can attack the rest of the season, and not have the European distraction. Do we want the European distraction? Yes, we do. Yes. But if we don't have it, it's like, well, it's okay, it. well, let's just focus on the league and focus on the FA Cup and the and the Carabao Cup. There's there's because we will be back as well. 
Mm. We, we will be back and the next time we are in Europe no matter what European competition it is I don't want it to be the conference that Mickey Mouse competition but whatever competition it is we're going to be stronger uh, and, and we'll be able to uh, to balance the, the the Premier League and the European competition and the Cups yeah. uh, as well and yeah, so. but I think we should go to back to the questions because um, we're, we're, going, we're going to miss half them otherwise <laughs> Yeah, we'll do some quick fire ones. Um, Go for it, Pete. Yeah. Um, but firstly, I, I don't know if you have you done this already. Sorry, I was just I was looking at something. Um, oh no, only one. Super nope. chat from Ronald. NFC needs to reset in Jan and get ready for next year, and <laughs> then win the travel. Yes, I hope you're right, Ronald. Bring it on. <laughs> what about the quadruple? Quadruple. Which is still on, is it, Chris? Still on, still on, mate. <laughs> but yeah, still on. I went Ronald go, next year. Be- better chance next year, I think. The treble will do. The treble will do. <laughs> hey, treble, treble, <laughs> uh, treble, treble will just suffice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> treble brandy uh, repeat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a while actually. I'm not. Been a while. Um, uh, Alan Thompson, question, lads. Do you think Trippier deliberately got booked so he misses the Fulham game? Um, so he's back for the harder games. It's a great question. Great question. It is. Uh, Br- Bruno definitely did, did. That was that. That's yeah. That, that's all the female trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then we got beat. She got beat. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not sure about trips, but it would make sense. And he needs a bit of a break, anyway. And he's he, he for me, he's go definitely going to start. Yeah. He didn't half go through him to get that yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I personally don't think he did. I, I don't think he did. I think he was surprised that the ref gave him the yellow. Um, but I tell you who did purposely get a, a yellow was Bruno Fernandez. That guy is the worst, the worst <laughs> professional I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys see all that. No, and you know, you know why he got that yellow? Because of who they're up against next. He did not want to go to Ah. <laughs> He did not want to go to Ivory because he got embarrassed last time. Um, Trippier is not that guy, uh, so I don't yeah. think he did personally. I think no, Trippier's- no. As in, does he mean in terms of has he gone? You know, we we need you kind of like, do it. Sweep the leg. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say Trippier's done it himself. Just in terms of has he going? We'll do without you for Fulham because we need you for looting away. And has anyhow got the Jose Mourinho about him? Who I reckon knows? it's in him. I reckon it's in him. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, who knows? Uh, interesting one. Um, a few people have mentioned this, guys. Um, uh, but John Story said it as well. Uh, how much can we really realistically spend in January? FFP is killing us. A few have mentioned, you know, because we talked about goalkeeper and, and yeah. signings in January, they were saying like FFP, this, that, and the other, all the rest yeah. of it. Um, yeah. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Is is that something that makes you think mm, maybe we won't get that many players, or are you still convinced that we are going to be picking up players in January? I suppose we're all about the structure of the deals we work out with with the, the selling club. But your guess is as good as mine, John, and everyone else's. No one really knows except the club, um, and even even Kieran Maguire with all these all all these spreadsheets and permutations. It's not going to know either how much we could spend. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll, we'll do an awful lot of talking about it. I know that uh, from de- mid-December onwards. But um, 
Who knows? Okay. Anything, Chris, to add? I, I, no, I completely agree with Daz. I think, um, I think it's a totally open book. I think, um, I think it could be anything because, you know, let's be honest, it, you know, I'm not saying we're going to do this, by the way, but, you know, if we go to Napoli and go, we'll, we want to buy Osman and they go, oh, we want 120 million and we go, well, we'll give you 200 million, but we only want to pay 10 million up front. I'm sure they'd take it. And then obviously the payments <laughs> will be staggered. Do you know what I mean? So what my, what I'm trying to say is, I think there's 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 yeah. options. And the keeper, I'm not saying we're buying Osman, by the way. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Uh, that was just an example. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, there's always a way of doing it. And I do firmly believe that we'll find a way. It's the same with a loan deal. You know, we could just go, oh, yeah, we'll give you a 10 million loan with the obligation. We've only spent 10 million. So, we, again, mm -hmm. I, I, like, I don't think there's going to be huge amounts. I think that's widely known. But then in the summer, if we're going, well, he's going, he's going, he's going. And as we've already said, boys, who knows? There could be deals in the pipeline for players outgoing. All it takes is one reasonably big player to go. And all of a sudden, the budget increases. Yeah. So, you know, who's saying that that's not already lined up? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think I think we'll, we'll sign permanently one player and I think the others might well be loans, uh, obligations or just loan with an option to buy um, to, to suffice and get us through. But uh, no, interesting one. We'll, I'm sure we'll be talking more about that. Um, just a quick one. Uh, um, Marlon said... Uh, did, did he not call the <laughs> today? Yes, as? he did. He did, Marlon. Marlon was right there in that one. Uh, yeah, Trippy didn't. Uh, he didn't score from a free kick and 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 say, "How do you like that, Marlon?" No, uh, but uh, well, I, he, but I, at the same time, you were wrong about that twenty minutes. He did perform after the twenty minute mark, Marlon. Yeah, back at you. <laughs> Yano said, um, our backup players can perform to a high level for a limited number of games. Eventually, their lack of ability will be found out. We seem to think Lascelles is brilliant. New contract, no, no, no. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the few things that Yano said there, boys? Chris, I'll come to you first. <clears throat> um, I see where Yano is coming from. You know, eventually players will be found out. Jamal Lascelles has been really good for us. Um, I think... I think it's fair to say, and I hope you boys agree with this, I don't think Jamal Lascelles is a brilliant centre-back. I think Jamal Lascelles has been playing brilliantly. Um, and he's, you know, he's certainly improved, and I'm not going to start knocking him, um, because he, he has really helped during this period. You know, in 12, 18 months, will Jamal Lascelles be anywhere near the starting eleven for Newcastle? I very much doubt it. Um, would they give him a new deal? Again, you know, if, if FFP was not a thing, Jamal Lascelles wouldn't be playing for Newcastle. Simple as. Um, but you can't just change a whole squad all in one go, like City did back in the day, like Chelsea did back in the day. It's just not possible anymore. And I think Jamal Lascelles, yes, he brings his leadership and yes, he brings other things to the squad. And yes, <coughs> he doesn't, you know, moan and complain. And that's certainly not the impression we get anyway when he doesn't start. He just gets his head down and gets on with his job, similarly to the likes of Matt Ritchie. Um, but I, I do think we have to be careful going forward how long we tie players down because under the Ashley area, as we've seen, it's kind of stung us a little bit in the sense that we've got a lot of players who arguably shouldn't really be playing for Newcastle in this period right now who've been given massive extensions and who we would struggle to get off the books. And we were kind of waiting for the contracts to wind down, you know, like the likes of the Kieran Clarks of this world and Jeff Hendricks and stuff like Isaac Hayden's. They were given too many long contracts. Um, 
So yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to start bashing Jamal Lascelles, but um, you know, if he was to get a one-year extension, because in the minds now the, the the club are thinking, oh God, we need a goalie, we need a right winger, we need a striker, we need other positions. <clears throat> I've got no problem with that, but the right centre-back position is something that we need to upgrade in time as well, because Jamal, um, not just Jamal Lascelles, but Fabian Shaw isn't getting any younger. So it's it it's all a knock on, but yeah, I, I see where Yano's point is, um, and in an ideal world, we bring in eight new players, but we just can't in one go. For, for me, um, I, I see it as kind of um, a staged approach. I guess we have Gillespie, Dummett, and Richie. You know, Richie comes on for a few minutes to see out a game. Dummett has done really well in the League Cup, but. Uh, maybe maybe put a few more into that bracket as well, but you'll you'll have then they'll be gone for me. They're, they're, they should have been gone a couple of seasons ago, but they'll be gone uh, ne next season. And then you, you transition the likes of I, I was all for getting rid of Lascelles as well, but I think he's done enough in the in the last games to, to, to prove himself. And Eddie Howe has got more out of him, so I'm I'm okay with giving him a, an uh, an extended contract. But then he is he is like the the Richie or the the Dumas kind of uh, figure. He, he's he's at that stage. So eventually we 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 trim the herd. Let's say and we each time we're getting better and better. But because we can't get rid of everyone altogether either, that's not going to be possible. I love if we could, but financial fair play will stop us doing that. So I think it's going to be a staged approach. But and when we when we start getting rid of like the Richie Dummett Gillespie, then we know we're, we're getting stronger. And Lascelles will be in the next batch to go uh, down the line. Okay. Um, David R said, uh, seven goals conceded in two games. We need Botman back ASAP or a new quality centre back in January as cover along with the new goalkeeper. Six losses already, already more than the whole of last season. Big decisions in January. Um, bet I'll pick out from that, lads, is a, is a new centre-back. Um, uh, someone to supplement Botman and Shaw, ultimately. Uh, <coughs> alluding to what maybe David R was talking about there. Um, do you think it's needed, January centre-back coming in? For me, it's keeper, striker. Uh, in January, I don't think you're going to get too much more than that in January, unless <clears throat> loans. But then it's it's like I think the centre back, the right side of centre back, to, as an eventual replacement for Shar or in the mix, will will be the summer and maybe a number six kind of uh, a player as well. But maybe we get someone on loan to to cover in, in that kind of position in January as well. If we're asking for something else. Mm. Um, just to add on to that, Chris, uh, Rich Dublin says we desperately need a six. Which one would you prefer out of the two? Out of the right centre back and the six? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, oh, that's a good question. Probably, probably, probably the right centre-back purely because I think Louis uh, Louis Miley has come to the fore I think once Elliot Anderson's back um I don't think the needs as much I don't I, I think we do need a right centre-back more than a number six right now but what I will say is I agree with Daz I think a goalkeeper a striker and probably a right winger as well like um I love Miggy Almiron love him but you know you can't just survive on Miggy Almiron um and he, he oh god he's just so frustrating at times he's brilliant and then other times it's just like oh maggie please just just don't do what we all know you're going to do because if we all know you're going to do it you can guarantee any half decent manager with his 
you know, <laughs> with his weight in gold, will know that that's what you're going to do, and it's very easy to defend against. So for me, in this order, I would say goalkeeper, striker, right winger. I really would over the over the six or the right centre back. Mm. I think you'll probably find it. Well, I, I've already said that I think there's more of an argument now to get a striker in, but I I, I just think if we can get someone that can do both, mm. can play off the right and be a striker, um, that would be the ideal scenario because I just don't think we'll get both. Um, the, there is an argument for a number six. I, I think we need a number six when playing away from home. Yeah. I think uh, Bruno Gamerius gets caught six or seven times in the first <clears> half. <throat> I'm pressing too high up the pitch. And they the amount of times two passes breaks on midfield completely. One, two quick passes, one, two bang, throw on midfield, literally through it, and Bruno's already five yards behind. We need away from home a number six that is just going to sit in and just sit in and do the dirty work and break the lines and break up all play. So when that ball gets played that Tottenham played today, that number six there is to sweep things up. We we can't, we, you know, we, we have to have something different for away games. In comparison to home games, because we can get away with it at home because we've got the emphasis in our game. But away from home, I think we do need a number six for that. But whether it's a priority or not, um, it is up for up for discussion with regards to that. Um, we've already talked about the um, you know, we talked about a few a few of these things already. Um, is is this the lineup? Wednesday night, in your opinion, Chris, you don't have to answer this. You don't want to. Are <laughs> <laughs> you giving this up to me? I, I was looking for this one to you directly. Come on. I, um, I was looking forward to Chris struggle on on a way it is tomorrow night in this one. So um, we've got long staff in the team playing. I think that's probably the only change. Um, what what are you what are you going for? Are you happy with that? Ooh. Would you? Would you... So it's taking my you... yeah. Is there an argument for Wilson or do we save him? For I'm thinking Wilson. Just just but yeah, you want him for Fulham, definitely. But um would Isaac be better for Fulham though? Yeah, As just, in just, just to wake back? wake yeah, wake wake Isaac up a bit. I know it's a it's a, it's a massive game uh, mm. to, to kind of prove a point, but just to go, there you go, you're 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 back on the bench now again. Um and just you have to you have to earn earn your spot. Um and throw Wilson in a home game, the crowd behind behind him, and and throw then throw Isaac on if we go a goal behind or if if it's not working out for Wilson, Wilson's not going to play a full ninety minutes anyway. I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking as yeah, I'm thinking as well, and I know people will say, <clears> oh, Trippy is missing the Fulham game, so you know play him against uh, play him against Milan, but that's two shocking games, two shockers. And I'm thinking, oh, do you no. just put live? Do you just put Livermento on the right, and you put Hall on the left, and just say to Trips, like you've got a full week off, get yourself right, just get yourself right, because we need you, we need you back firing. Because right now, boys, I'll be honest, if I if if and when we see Trippy in the lineup against Milan, I, I'm I'm going to be nervous. He's coming up against Rafa Leal. I'm going to be nervous. I'll be honest. Be injured, Chris. Oh really? Oh, oh God, I hope so. Really? I hope so. Yeah, um, I hope so. There was, there was talk he's picked up an injury. There's a few. They've got they've got pretty much the majority of their centre backs injured. Um, they're they're yeah they're, they're struggling. 
and he didn't play. I'm just looking now. He didn't play at the weekend. Okay. Um, yeah, he wasn't in the squad at all. There's talk that he's going to miss that game. Referee out. Um, yeah, and they've only they only had Tamore fit as a fit centre back. Um, yeah, they only had Tamore fit. I think they're um, I think three or four of their centre back options are injured, so they are struggling in areas. Um, so they went with Pulisic and Chukwueze, um right, right and left. Yeah, uh, against Atalanta, um, and they lost three two. And you and you go and see to Callum Wilson, you're back. Go and go and five us into the Champions League. Mm. See, I, I would I would play him against Fulham. I would I, I honestly I think if if this AC Milan game was the week after, I'd be starting Callum Wilson. But I just think him coming back and playing a fifteen minutes is maybe just a bit too early to start him against AC Milan. You don't want to put him in too much, but I'd be saying Isaac to Isaac. If you want to start against Fulham, you need to be putting in a performance <clears> in this game, and you need to be scoring as a goal in the Champions League, and giving him sixty minutes to turn it around. And then, because then you're giving um, Callum Wilson thirty minutes at the end of the game, so you're building him up gradually to potentially start and do sixty minutes on yeah, Saturday. I know, you, I know what you're saying. So it's kind of you're building him up, you're building his workload. We know what Callum Wilson's like. We don't want him to break down again so quickly. No, so we're no. like we're slowly building him. But I would yeah. be saying because for me. That Fulham game's massive. Not as you know, Champions League's massive game because it's all or nothing. It's an all yeah. or nothing game. It's, game. it's but, it, yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. But, but Saturday, that's who's turning the corner, getting those three points. And honestly, after those two performances from Isaac, I'd be going to Wilson saying, "You're the guy. Go and win us the game." And you know what? He probably would. He's that type of guy. He's got he's got a different mentality. Um, I, so I, that that would be my my thought on that. But um, you know what I'd be doing, Pete? I'd be going to going to getting both of them into the office and going, look at I'm bringing in another striker in January and up your game and your your one of you is gone. Well, getting a striker through the door early January would 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 certainly certainly. Uh, for the catamaran yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The terminology, <laughs> uh, it certainly would. It would make players stand up and take notice 110. percent Um, right, I'm gonna fire a few just, just a literally couple of quick ones. There's so many questions. Thanks for um sharing all your questions, but a lot of what you've, you've said we've already covered. So I think there's been a few that have um added at the bottom. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a few there. There's some quality yeah. ones, so uh. How to put them in there. All right. Alan Thompson said, lads, would you be happy to sell Murphy for 20 million, which has been reported a target for Forest and Palace? Interesting one. Deal. Would, would yes. <laughs> yeah. All day. All day, all night. There you go. Uh, easy, 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 easy. Um, that was, uh, that was like, Jacob, not Alex. Yes. Yes, Jacob. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that to your Alex. He, it'll be, it'll be, he won't be happy. Uh, Life goal said, would everyone else also take one trophy, even Europa, and 10th place? Deal. Yes. Yeah, I would. A trophy? Of course. Would. Next year, a trophy, and then next season, no distractions, and then two more transfer windows. Yes. Well, yes. Europa League puts us in the Champions League, so I'll take it all day. Ah, yes. <laughs> I like your trick. I like it. 
Yeah. Yeah, winning the Europa League puts yeah. us back in the Champions That, that backfired on uh, your life goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we'd all, and even better, we'd all be going to Dublin to go and see Daz and Ireland because that's there where the go. final is. And if we beat Dublin well. in the final. Yeah. It, it's, it's a no-brainer. We get Champions League football. We win it. We win a European trophy. Um, and we also, we go into the Super Cup. So we yeah. play against the Champions League winners in the Super Cup. So... <laughs> Hey, I'd be up for that. And this is why I said, this is why I said, why not attack the Europa League if we're in it? Why not attack that? Yeah, it's Thursday night, but build a squad, a few more players in January, boom, attack it. We know by by the 1st of January, we're going to know where we lie. We're either in the latest, latter days of the Champions League or Europa League. We attack it. And the thing, Peter, as well, is a decision, like, get it staying in Europe like that may make, may twist our hand and say, Right, we will take one or two from Saudi because we're going to need need the to book the squad. We we'll have that option with us uh, if if we need it. Mm. Yeah, and no one's cup tied. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, li- li- literally, last couple. Um, uh, this is one asked directly to you, Das. Um, if you could have one more of the injured players back. In midweek, who would it be? And there's rumors that does it have to be some too? But, um, yeah, who, who would you have? does it have to be uh, just just an injured player? Because I'm hoping Chris puts Tonali in his uh, in his um, 11 <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> and, and away it is. But, uh, again, uh, no, I'd say Botman, Botman is, is the uh, is, okay. is the one there, really. Um, okay. maybe back if if Wilson wasn't back. I would have said we'd have said we need another striker option, but Woodsman's back now and Sean Langstaff is back. So uh yeah, go for Bobman. Oh sorry, Pope. Pope is who I want oh, back. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was gonna say, more than anyone else. Yeah, I was thinking, how are you forgetting? We don't yeah, want yeah, Pope. The Bradbury going again. Uh, especially yeah. for that big but yeah, any one of those two. It's hard it's hard not to say Botman though. Because Botman's yeah. just excellent. Yeah. yeah. We've missed him. We've missed yeah. him. Yeah, controlling yeah. the game uh, and you know what honestly you see, I don't know if you saw Dar's reaction to Lascelles because Lascelles should have cut that one across yeah. Yeah, he looks straight at me he's like what are you doing like and at that point you're thinking to yourself Dar needs Botman back they've just got that telepathy on the ball yeah. they're both so comfortable on the ball they can they can keep possession themselves <clears> for two or three minutes in a game just by just by passing it between themselves they just find positions they could just knock the ball in it just it just eases the whole team. And I just think we, we, yeah. we need him back. It's been far too long. Um, imagine, Botman, imagine Botman supporting Livramento on the left oh. and Shah supporting Trippier on the right. The freedom. The freedom yeah. that those boys have. Reality yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, one thing One thing I'll say, and um, just before I go to the last question um, from Jay, is... I, I know you, you, I think you mentioned Chris about Joe Linton, like he, he did okay. Um, I actually thought he was, he, he weren't great in the first half. But the one thing that I was surprised that I didn't think that I needed and I did in the second half is when he went out to the left. And it reminded me how good he was last season out on that left. And actually, yeah. he wasn't amazing, but he was so much more effective out on that left in the second half. Mm-hmm. He got in and behind, he was coming in on the back post trying to win headers. He obviously got his goal playing off that left hand side mm. when it, it when Wilson squared it to him. And I'm just thinking, could that not be? Can we not find a way of making that an option? I know we've got Gordon and he's playing so well, but 
it, it's so on the bike. Yeah, and Barnes so, is going to be back soon. Yeah, can can we can we pigeonhole him at parts of the game? Not always, but in parts of the game, can we not pigeonhole him and stick him on that lap? Because I do think there are so many positive qualities to his game that helps Newcastle, particularly away from home when he plays up that off that left. And I just thought when he did that, it, he he played so much better off the back of that. Um, but, uh, that was just kind of just something I just remembered. But Jay says, what is our expectations this season, guys? Let's end on that one. To, to have more highs than lows uh, between now and the end of the season. I think we've, we've, had a, we've had a few lows now. Um, look, at it, to enjoy each of the competitions while we're still in them, uh, to have a, have a shot at fifth spot, I think... It, Fourth might be even stretching it now, now, but you never know. Uh, but yeah, just just to go out and, and enjoy it game by game by game, and uh, mm. see where we end up, and where we know we're going to be getting better season on season. So don't get too disheartened by it. Mm. For me, um, my expectation is um, a strong, positive January transfer window. And I'm going to expect, I'm going to disagree with Azia, I'm going to expect top four. I still want top four. I just feel like we need to sort ourselves out. It's still there for the taking. It's still there. And once these players come back, I think I think if we put a run of three or four games together, Azia's mags back on form, we'll, we'll look at this part and we'll go, oh, do you know what? If we hadn't have had those, all those injuries and we'd won there or we got a point there, or we did, we'd be looking back going, bloody hell, we could have been challenging top three. I, I still believe we can get fourth because I don't expect I expect Villa to struggle somewhere along the way. I expect Tottenham to keep dropping off. Yes, they've had a good result against us. Man United nowhere near it. Um, Brighton, West Ham nowhere near. They're not going to be. They're not going to be challenging up there. It's it's basically us. It's basically us and Tottenham, in my opinion, who are going for that fourth spot. And I, and I do think we've got enough for them. I think we can. I still think we can get it. I won't go as far as Chris N here, who says we'll finish fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're, sh- I think we're just... shooting for top eight. I think we're shooting for top eight. Yeah, I think I think there's no reason why we shouldn't be targeting a minimum top six. Um, I think I think we're capable of it. Um, we should be finishing ahead of Man United. That's for sure. Mm. Um, Brighton have good moments, bad moments. West Ham the same. <laughs> Like you look at those teams below us, they have, they're, they're very up and down, up and down, even in their best moments, they have bad moments. Yeah. Man United aside, we should be finishing ahead of them. So really, for me, we should be targeting your Tottenham's and your Villas as can we catch them? Can we get above them? And the answer is yes. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to put, a, put a, um, a position on where I think we, we are going to be, but I'm going to say at least top six is what we should be targeting. Is that is that then. your expectation, Pete? Yeah, 100%. Back to back European seasons, yeah. first and foremost, I'd love Champions League, but yeah. the target should be back to back European seasons. Mm. And who, who, who's not, who's to say that fifth doesn't get your Champions League football? And we're only four points off fifth. That's for me, top. so uh, we're still well in that conversation with Champions League. But minimum should be should be top six, and that means back to back European season, which is massive because we've gone and done it again. As well as the Champions League season, as well as the injury rabbit season, all those things we've backed it up, and that for me shows progress, which is what it is. Uh, and then we do it again. 
Yeah. Um, I leave the questions there, Daz. Yeah, I, I think I think we've 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 covered it enough now tonight. And I know we didn't really delve an awful lot like we do in detail in, into the the match, but you know what happened. There's no point in in uh, going through it all again. We will we will at the next one. But uh, thanks for everyone for for sticking with us on the Sunday night. Uh, and yeah, we we are back. We're back tomorrow night. Just to let you know what's happening. Uh, we're back for, with the way days at nine o'clock. Uh, tell us a bit more about this, lads. Yeah, um, Vinny's back. Uh, looking forward to coming back and joining us um, from the Milan Weekly Podcast. Um, so we're joining us um, nine o'clock start. Uh, that just fits in with Vinny's sort of like work time because obviously he's based in in Canada. So he's really looking forward to coming on and talking, um, or, or he was until obviously the AC Milan resort the weekend where they lost three two to Atalanta. So maybe not as happy to talk football as it was, but hey, we lost as well. So uh, we can um, we can look ahead together. Um, but I think it should be a really interesting chat. I'm interested to hear um, Vinny's thoughts on, on some of the players and their availabilities and, you know, kind of what to expect from AC Milan away from home. So it should be a really, really interesting chat. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it a lot. Yeah, definitely. And then... On Wednesday night, we have this. Uh, we have the big match. We're going to go for the uh, watch along this time and uh, to see where is our final destination. Now, an awful lot can happen on that night. We could be second, third, and fourth, and 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 moving as 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 the 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 game progresses with both matches with the the Dortmund PSG match on the same time. So that will be a fun one to to watch. Uh, let's hope we're back at uh, at home. Let's hope we we can get a win. Uh, and and maintain our European adventure in in some form, uh, hopefully even still in the Champions League. But uh, let's see for that one. Uh, watch alongs are always good. Uh, come come and join us. And uh, um, yeah, we it's usually a bit quieter as well. We get to focus on, on what comes in the chat as well. So there's loads of time to 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 jump in and out. So with both games on at the same time, we may if we if we're winning and uh, let's say. A Dortmund are a winner and our draw. One of us might switch over to the other match, so we can keep both games side by side, and we we'll, we'll keep you informed. So uh, of what's happening, and you're probably watching it along with us anyway. So uh, that should be fun. Uh, on on hopefully on on Wednesday night. So looking forward to that one. Then we're then we're back in with the Fulham game, and, and in terms of away days and reaction show again, and, uh, and the show continues. Confirmed. We're back on <laughs> on uh, on uh, where it is Thursday night. So Pete, yeah, Thursday eight o'clock. Emilio, uh, Emilio from um, oh, college, yeah, cottage, yeah, uh, yeah. cottage, cottage pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make mince meat out of them on yeah. uh, <laughs> the weekend. He's uh, one of the cottages. That's all. That's all we know. One yeah. of the cottages, but he'll be on. He's looking forward to it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Emilio's a good guy as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's it. Um, look at, don't let us spoil the rest of your weekend. Thanks for sticking with us. Hit that like button on the way out, and we'll see you later. Good luck. How'd you like that? How'd you like
drink it. 